You are listening to TLRStation.com. Worldly Connections is all about bringing magic into your life. Janet Wizawadi, visionary coach and consultant, is on a mission to empower people to keep moving forward, have a vision, and trust that something good will come of it. Worldly Connections inspires listeners to live happy and be happy through the power of conversation and positive energy from Janet and other experts who believe that life is a team sport and when you work together, miracles happen. And now, here is your host, Janet Wizawati. Welcome to Worldly Connections on TLR Station. Um, I'm your host, Janet Wizawati, and today we have a really, really interesting guest. She is a Chief Love Officer at Ready Match. Now, what does that mean? Well, love officer and ready match. Yep, you're right. It's about relationships. And this is going to be really fun because Laura seems to be a really fun person. We haven't met in person, but like anything else, and most of the people I meet, it's through another friend. And since I've been talking to her lately, I'm even more curious about what she does. So I've asked her to be on the show so you can all find out what she does. So, Laura, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> okay, now you got to tell us more because I know you've told me that you were in corporate. How mm-hmm. did you ever get to be a chief love officer? <laughs> well, I was in corporate, and like many people who I know who have been in corporate, uh, my life wasn't very fulfilling. Um, I was making you know a decent amount of money, um, but I wasn't really very happy. And so I found coaching and I took all the coursework for uh, gaining my coaching certification. And I even incorporated a business while I was still working full time. However, two months after uh, I incorporated that business, they laid me off. So it was like, guess it was sort of the universe's way of saying, hey, guess what you're going to (laughs) do? It was a little kick in the pants to go a completely different direction in my life. So that's, that's kind of how I stumbled into coaching and becoming an entrepreneur. Well, isn't that's so interesting, right? How all of that happens when we're open to it. Like a lot of people would choose to be depressed and, oh, woe is me. But you took it to that next level, right? And say, oh, okay, now I guess I'm doing this. I've prepared I for it. And <laughs> Yeah, I did. And I actually, you know, at first, like anybody else, I looked for jobs in my field, which was marketing, and I was building the business, but I instantly found myself doing the splits. It's it's really hard to do both and do both really well. So uh, it's a hard time to find a job. You know, you're competing with the cream of the crop back then when the economic meltdown happened. And, um, you know, not that I didn't get job interviews, but it was really a tough market to even get a job, period. Uh, So... It, it was, I was kind of forced into where was it, where I was headed. So I uh, developed a, my original company is called LifeQuest Alliance, which was personal coaching and a little bit of business coaching. And I loved personal coaching. So that's what I pursued. And as my clients came to me uh, for personal coaching, they came to me with, guess what? Relationship issues. <laughs> so uh, I learned to uh, find more information about coaching people around relationships. And I got certified as well in singles and couples relationship coaching. So that's kind of a quick down and dirty of how I got to where I'm at right now. Well, 
It's funny because when I look at it and said it says you're a relationship coach, matchmaker, the first thing that came to my mind was Fiddler on the Roof, that yeah. song Matchmaker, Matchmaker. <laughs> so yeah. that's what right away into my head comes. I, I don't know uh, uh, who's seen the, the movie or the play. It's an old one, but I love it. I love the music. and yeah. uh, But that's the first thing that came to my head. Yeah, for me too. Uh, and actually, I did not want to do matchmaking. I was very stubborn about about it because it's a completely different animal from coaching. And my clients mm-hmm. were, were very you know frustrated. They'd go through my program, they'd get ready for a relationship, they'd meet somebody fabulous, but that person wasn't ready. And it would be very frustrating for them. So they were very encouraging to me. They said, if you do matchmaking, you know, especially with people who've gone through your program, then I can meet somebody who's also ready for a relationship. And that would be fantastic. So I, I finally caved in and, and added matchmaking. And, you know, LifeQuest Alliance is a great business name, but it's not a great business name for relationship coaching and matchmaking. So a new company was born out of that, and that's called Ready Match. Well, I think that we evolve, right? Things, uh, And it's tough when we're not ready to let go. Yes. I can remember... Uh, talking to a shaman one time and and I said to her, I said, you know, I just feel like I'm being pushed to do this. And she had a really, really good saying. She said to me, Janet, just look at it as being drawn like a magnet to it. Mm-hmm. So that I think that's kind of cool when you change your perception of instead of the the perception is when you you're being pushed is there's some resistance, but when you're drawn to it, it's excitement. Yes. And that's what your people come to you for, right? Definitely. I mean, we get, hey, we all have live our lives. We all have obstacles and things thrown in our path. And it's really all in the perspective that you have on it. Um, If you have a negative perspective and can't see some of the blessings that are coming your way, uh, then it it is going to be more challenging for you. It is going to be more negative for you. Um, Somebody posted on Facebook today something about, um, you know, you know, if it feels really challenging and really frustrating right now, that's just because all the old stuff is clearing out so the new stuff can come in. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Can can you give us, share us some stories? Like you got started in this, you started with LifeQuest Alliance, which was your first business. And was it clients from there that sort of led you into where you are with the dating and relationships? Or was that, did that come from another place? It was kind of both, actually. So my clients would come to me constantly wanting coaching around relationships. And I, at the time, had attended a coaching conference back in Chicago, where I'm originally from. And I won a raffle prize. I won a book called Conscious Dating by David Steele. And it completely resonated with me in terms of a comfortable, authentic approach to dating. And as I researched it a little bit more, I found out that he coached coaches uh, and in training them, trained coaches uh, in singles and couples relationship coaching. So that's that's kind of where my trajectory took off from there. Wow, I'm going to have to look up that book. That looks interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's interesting to me um, to talk to you. I have a, a single daughter who's over 40, a uh, single mom. And so my question is, she's never been married. 
my question to you is, do you get people that, where's your best, most clientele? Is it divorced people, uh, widows, widowers, or single people who have never been married in a relationship? How does that equate into the business? It's actually all of the above. So quite honestly, I'm single and never been married. So I'm mm-hmm. included in that group. And I also have plenty of divorcees as well as widowers. Uh, you know, I get the whole gamut. And I mostly work with 30 and up. Uh, they take on a client that's younger um, because they have a lot more opportunity at that age and they're more free-flowing and meeting a lot of other singles because not too many single, not too many people are married in their early 20s. So as you get older, the dating pool sort of decreases because people get married off and, and things like that. And uh, in your 40s, it, it decreases even more for women in 40, 40 plus because they have this perception that, you know, I'm college and I've gotten this degree, so I want a compatible partner who has also, you know, gone to college and had this degree. However, uh, there's now in this day and age, there's almost 30% more uh, women going to college than men. Yeah, I have heard that. So if you have that requirement or that that thing that you need from this other person that they have to be a college graduate and can't be in a trade or a police officer or a fireman or something like that, then you are cutting out a lot of your dating pool. So that brings me to think like I was married, sorry, late teens. (laughs) I was 18 when I got married and my husband was 25 and um, we, we met unexpectedly I showed up at his place somebody invited me to dinner there a friend of my dad's uh we met um uh went out a couple times a month later we were engaged and six months later we were married and that's 44 years ago and we're still wow that's amazing (laughs) but I think that the older you get the more I don't know the more judgmental you are about the people like for us it was like I don't know if we could actually say we really loved each other. We had fun together. We supported each other. Uh, he went into the police force a year after we were married. I was behind him for that. And, and you know, 15 years later, I went back to school. He supported me in that. And so I think that uh, when you say that these people have their degrees or they've gone to college and that they've done that already, and so finding somebody, what are they really looking for? Are they looking for companionship? Are they looking for support? Because obviously, they, most of them are successful, I would think, because they, if they're looking for that. Whereas we've grown into our marriage, like 44 years. We raised two kids and got four grandchildren and, and moved a lot. But we were best friends and still are to this day. And, and that's a rarity. <laughs> so... Um, congratulations to the two of you for having such a wonderful relationship that, you know, has withstood the the test of time for sure. Uh, I think it's a different day and age that we live in. Uh, if you look back, Mm I, it, it, I was in college in the early nineties and that's when things started shifting in terms of more women going to college than men and has subsequently increased even more and more throughout the generations. And a couple of things that are happening is that there, we have more single women than any other time in the history of the planet because it was unacceptable in many years past for you to be a single woman. You were called a spinster or whatever, an old maid, whatever you want to call it. 
because it was not acceptable to be single and on your own and supporting yourself. We had to be connected to a man in some way. So we have a whole different generation of, you know, it's acceptable not only to be single, but to be a successful single woman. And so more women are going to college than men. And if women have this requirement around, I need to be dating a man who's also going to college or has a college education, that's what I'm talking about in terms of reducing your dating pool. Um, so there's, there's that problem right there. And then as we get older, like you said, we divorce and remarry or divorce and start looking for someone. And in general, men, when they get divorced, look for someone who's younger. They look for someone who's much younger than them. And that's a generality. And if you don't believe me, you can go and check out a book called Datonomics. It talks about all the different statistics that I'm talking about right now. And Datonomics really talks about, you know, even in your specific uh, town or whatever, you know, the major metropolitan cities, he does the statistical breakdown of how many more women are going to college than men. And so it's, it's a challenging area out there. So you probably have met lots of single women in their 40s plus, I'm guessing. Yeah. And at this time, we're going to take a break because I think that there's so much more to discover. And I don't want to start a new train uh, and then break away. So let's take a break. And when we come back, I want to hear more about datanomics and... Uh, just the dynamics of the whole uh, scene nowadays. Need to book an appointment with a holistic health provider or find resources and products in Edmonton and surrounding area? Not exactly quite sure who to contact or where to begin your search? Your Holistic Earth is the only online holistic marketplace that connects people like you who need help to the holistic health practitioners who provide a complete range of professional services and products. Look no further. Your Holistic Earth is your online holistic marketplace for a healthier and happier you. For everything holistic, visit yourholisticearth.ca. That's yourholisticearth.ca. Welcome back to Worldly Connections on TLR Station. Before the break, uh, our guest is Laura Menzi, and she's the Chief Love Officer of her business called Ready Match. We were talking about the dynamics of relationships nowadays, more women going to college, uh, and looking for a mate that has also gone to college. We've talked about books. One of them was Conscious Dating by David Steele, and the other one is Datanomics. Both sound awesome. I'm going to have to get them. And so now we're going to go into a little more about the books. Yes. Sure. Um, and actually, before I talk a little bit more about datanomics, there's one more book that should be on your hit list. It's called okay. All the It's called All the Single Ladies, and it talks about oh. how we got here, how we arrived at so many single women in this day and age that we live in. So the two books actually hand in hand, datanomics and single All the Single Ladies. When you read those together, it makes so much sense of you know why we're statistically where we're at. Um, so I think it's 39% more women go to school and higher education than men. So if, if you've got that statistic to start out with, uh, you know, millennials right now, their dating pool, the ladies anyway, uh, is, is reduced if they, if they have that requirement around higher education and having someone else who's also in higher education, then they are reducing their dating pool. 
Well, just on sitting on the other side of that, um, when you education, whether it's traditional or non-traditional, is awareness, right? So it's awareness of where what is available to us and what isn't right and what isn't like what's acceptable. Uh, I know for myself in the policing world where I'm at, the domestics and stuff like that, the awareness and the educated women are more aware of what they don't want. Now, I'm going to shift a little bit to law of attraction. So if they know what they don't want, do you help them learn what they do want instead of focusing on what they don't want? Because I think that's a, a, what do you call repetition thing, like people with divorce and that, they're always looking more what they don't want and in the end, that's what they end up with. Can you address that a little bit? Absolutely. That is so true. And we go over the law of attraction in all the, in the program that I teach, it's called Relationship Readiness Program. And it is, first of all, the whole first part of it is about you. Who am I? What do I want? Where am I going in life? Because I like to say, if you don't know where you're going, you're going to go on a long detour somewhere else on somebody else's train. And when you finally wake up and figure out where you're at, you're going to say to yourself, wow, uh, I could have avoided this whole thing in the first place. So it's really about knowing yourself first. Then it's about, you know, what are my requirements, needs, and wants in a relationship? And how do I sort through all the people out there in terms of the dating world and go through all these dates to find somebody without wasting more of my time or their time, quite frankly? Because if you're not clear about it, then you will go on these long detours uh, with people you probably shouldn't have been with in the first place and could have avoided uh, all that heartache. The other thing that I think too, and I just in where you are, because we're ages apart and relationships apart, an observation that I have is like when I met my husband, I wasn't looking. <laughs> I was 18. I wasn't looking. I was on my own. I had, to, I was working on my own. I was living on my own and we just had fun together. And I think that uh, when I, the feelings I have for him now are like, I can't even explain it. So the day we got married, I'm sure it was more infatuation than love. He's six and a half years older than me. He's tall, handsome and stuff. <laughs> and, uh, but it's developed. And, and to say that we've been married this long, that's not to say there's been ups and downs, but we've, we've worked through them. And one of the courses that we did, we'd been married probably about eight years, maybe 10. No, I guess we probably about 12 years. We went to something called Marriage Encounter. And it was all about communications. It was a weekend away and there would be the couple speakers and, and, and the one we went to had a priest and they'd give us a question, then they'd send us away and uh, we had 10 minutes to write on the question. And then we had to exchange our journals and read each other's and our perception of what we wanted. Our Our conversations changed. We became more aware of we wanted the same things, but we were talking a different language. And that goes into, I guess, uh, uh, women are from Venus and men are from Mars type of thing, right? We maybe right. want the same things, but that doesn't get communicated. That, and that's very true. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, this, you're talking about when you're actually in a relationship, right? And before you even get into a relationship, there's a lot of people who have a, a checklist, Right. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I did talk about requirements, needs, and wants, and I go into great detail about why we separate them out and um, why we categorize them the way we do. So 
a requirement is very black and white. It's something that somebody either meets or they don't. Um, either they're Jewish or they're not. Um, it's a very simple black and white kind of thing. And if somebody does not meet all of your requirements, you end up with an unsolvable problem in the relationship. So, and needs, needs are something that if a need is not met, which is a need, a need is something that you have some flexibility around. So maybe you have a need for someone to be neat and tidy, uh, and they could be more neat and tidy or a little bit less neat and tidy than you, but there's still a needs to be neat and tidy. But if a need is not met, it just creates an issue in the relationship, something that you'd have to compromise and or work through together. And we clarify the difference between these and, and actually sort through your quote-unquote checklist to see what really is a need, what really is a requirement. And then we also teach you how to, how to sort through the pool out there when you go out dating at these speed dating events or singles mingles or whatever it is. Uh, how to really quickly determine whether or not somebody is going to meet your requirements uh, so that you have these tools and the skill set to go out there and date according to what you want in your life. Not to go out on a date and say, oh, do they meet all my things on my checklist tonight? And can I marry them and be with them and fit them into my life? Are they geographically desirable? Like all these things that I got to tell you, a lot of times it's women who are working on their checklist at the very first date and trying to incorporate that person into their life without even knowing this person. So I like to say, go on a date and there's only two questions that you need to answer for yourself. One, how did it feel to be with this person? And two, do I, that's it. That's all you have to determine on a first date because beyond that, you're overanalyzing, you're overthinking, you're getting out of your heart, you're getting into your head and there really needs to be a balance between your head and your heart. And there also needs to be a balance between your hormones. <laughs> so it's balancing your head, your heart, and your hormones, which are pretty powerful decision makers, let me tell you. And so that's really you, how, I, how I focus on it with clients. Can you say number two again? I think you cut out there. What was number two again? Uh, balancing your head with your heart and your hormones. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it's interesting because um, I think where I was going with that and I sort of spread it out to longer, it was probably more than one question. One, when I met Les, there was no expectations. And we just went and had fun. And we really had fun. I, he was a gentleman. He opened the door for me. These are questions, I think. And uh, because I think you're dealing with people that are older and you can correct me because there is that gap between us and the relationships. And I want to, you know, work on that. So when I met him, we just had fun. I didn't, I don't think I had any expectations. I was 18. I was, had a great job. I was having fun and I wasn't really looking and it happened. And, um, I don't know, definitely because of the years it was, it, things were different, there wasn't all the social media there is there is today. But do you think maybe people are forgetting on their checklist? They're, they're looking too far into the future. Like you said, they're looking at, are they marriageable material or are they partner material? Whereas that's not what we were looking for at all, but it evolved into. I, I, I do think that in certain, in a certain way, because a lot, there's a lot of people, for instance, I had a client who, 
told me chemistry is number one. She has to have chemistry. It, you know, if there's no chemistry right off the start and she's not totally attracted to this person, it's just not going to happen. And I said, oh, okay, well, how's that working out for you? And, of course, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, she mm-hmm. would pick men who were underneath the surface of that gorgeous exterior were not a fit for her. Uh, so she actually has learned and switched, and she started dating a gentleman who was attractive. He wasn't dropped dead gorgeous to her, but he was a very attractive man. And, you know, it wasn't a hot, on-fire chemistry from the start. So she stuck with it and learned to really grow into loving him, and they're now engaged. So it's about shifting your expectations, like you said. Um, If you expect, you know, everything in one night to click and be perfect and everything can turn into, you know, the relationship of your dreams, okay, that's possible. It can happen, but it's just not likely. So it's about, you know, we human beings are so dynamic We have so many different parts and pieces to us, and it's about learning about who this person is across the table from you and just enjoying their company to start with. And instead of having expectations of filling a a, a vision instantly. You know, we could do this all day. This is fun. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So we only have a few minutes left, but what I want to know is... What's next? Like, what are you working on now? How can people find you? Because I'm sure there's lots out there that would love someone like you to help them, uh, I don't know, work through the maze of our relationships on how to find. So how do you, how do we find you? So you can find me at ready-match.com and I work with people all over the world. uh, So it doesn't matter where you're located. uh, And I'm also, I also want to let you know, the Relationship Readiness Program is an amazing program. It's based on David Steele's book, Conscious Dating. And because I'm associated with David Steele and his Relationship Coaching Institute, we are putting together, I'm so excited to tell you this, Janet, we're putting together a television series called Radical Dating, Breaking Through the Barriers to Find Lasting Love After 40. It will feature five coaches, one of them being me, yours truly, as well as five clients. And we will follow them on the journey through uh, a radical dating program based on conscious dating, as well as watching them go through dates and uh, singles events and things like that. So you can actually see the power of relationship coaching. And, you know, this is stuff they don't teach in school. We're just supposed to figure it out on our own somehow. But There's this wonderful program to help you through all this and help you navigate the dating world um, effectively and efficiently and find, you know, create and find lasting love. Well, Laura, this has been great. And like I said, we could do this all day, but I want people to find you uh, and they can contact you through ready-match.com. Laura is the chief love officer soon to be uh, one of the coaches on a new series TV uh, project called Radical Dating, Breaking Through the Barriers to Find Everlasting Love After 40, or that's lasting love. I like everlasting love. <laughs> well, well, that's the, that's the uh, running title right now, so maybe we'll consider changing that. Who knows? Okay. Well, thank you so much, Laura, for being my guest, and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much for having me, Janet. I appreciate it. 
Are you interested in appearing on Worldly Connections, ready to work together and make miracles happen? Then Janet wants to hear from you. Contact her at Janet at FamilyConnect.com. That's Janet at FamilyConnect, spelled C-O-N-N-E-K-T dot com. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Tune in next week, same day and time.